The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. All right, welcome to the final episode in the Self-Empathy for Writers course, which is super ironic because today I'm going to talk about managing expectations. And this has been a historically insane day uh, for me personally. (laughs) But before we get into my crazy day, I want to talk about what empathy is. Remember, every episode we're going to remind ourselves what empathy is, and we're going to uh, understand what that means for us as writers. So empathy is the ability to comprehend and experience emotions of another right? Being empathetic. Also, I should point out, I'm wearing my It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood shirt because Mr. Rogers, right? I was thinking about you. I was thinking about, it's also ironic because of what happened earlier this day, by the way. Uh, And so for self-empathy, which is what we need, right, as writers, we, we basically want to diagnose and understand our feelings uh, so that we can understand why we have them. And, um, (laughs) When we employ self-empathy, we can then act on our emotions in a healthy and productive way. And that's what we're looking for. So uh, the things that we've talked about so far in this series, my hair's a little crazy, sorry. It's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Uh, If you're listening, you can't see my hair, but it's crazy. Take my word for it. So uh, the things that we've already talked about are kindness, honesty, evaluation, and longevity which was yesterday's episode. And today we're talking about managing expectations. Yay! (laughs) So basically, I had planned to do homeschooling with my kids until 12, and then to take a phone call for my other job, which I'm a property manager, and then to be able to come down into my office and, like, finish some of these crazy things that are on this list I have, you can see there's not, if you're listening, there is a list here, and a lot of the boxes are not checked, and they need to be checked by tonight. Oh, so convenient for me. So (laughs) I was not that great at managing my expectations today because uh, I ended up getting sucked into a college drama vortex, and that's what happens when you manage property for college students sometimes is uh, one of them, like, it's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. And you're like, well, it's in the lease that you signed that I'm obligated to uphold with other students because they expect to be able to study in student housing. And uh, so it was just really sad and bad. It was the kind of thing that made me physically ill. Uh, I won't tell you how because that's too much information. But um, I, I, I don't like disappointing people. I don't like it when uh, people try to manipulate other people or me, which is 
what happened today. And, uh, you know, so like all my things, all the things on my list got pushed back as I'm like trying to mediate this argument and uh, deal with all of that. And, you know, I, I just don't, it, it's like very emotionally stressful for me. It's already really hard for me to uh, talk to people I don't know, but then like to fill us, to facilitate communication between them. Uh, it's like an anxiety sandwich for me, which is like anxiety on the top and bottom and then in the middle is more anxiety. <laughs> so uh, I have to be able to manage my expectations even when something crazy like this happens because if you're a human person, you know that crazy things happen and life happens. But how do I deal with that? Well, I try to have boundaries, which it's hard for me to have boundaries with the the property managing thing. But, you know, I'm like taking that whole thing over right now because Travis usually we like kind of split it up, but he's gone. So I'm doing it by myself, which is not fun. Um, but I'm excited for him. He's going to get to officiate a wedding in California for his cousin this weekend. Uh, and that's going to be a blast. So I'm glad he gets to do that. You know, obviously, it's a very tiny wedding because of COVID. But um, still, I'm glad he got to go do that. And oh, so my rule is, and we've talked about this, no two bad days in a row. Remember, that's not my idea. That is James Clear's idea, and he writes about it in his book, Atomic Habits, because he's the expert on habit formation. And he says in his book that if you do something, or if you have two bad days in a row, whatever that means, maybe you're not exercising, or maybe you're not eating healthy, or maybe you haven't gotten any writing done, right? Because that's what we're talking about, writing. Uh, so if you have one bad writing day, the goal is not to have a second bad writing day because then you're training your brain in a new habit, which is that you shouldn't be writing and you should be writing. But um, you also need to understand like how to give yourself grace. And that means when you're having a crazy day, when you're having a not so easy time because life happens you kind of build buffers into your writing schedule. And that's what I do. I know that I won't always get everything done uh, on some, you know, some of my writing days or some of my planning days. So I leave like a buffer day or two buffer days into my schedule so that I can manage those expectations for things that I don't know will happen yet. Because I can't read the future. You can't read the future. And if people are like, well, you just need to make a better schedule, that's not really going to help. Of course, you should make a schedule. I'm not saying don't make a schedule, but you cannot account in the schedule for things you don't know will happen yet because like me, you can't read the future. Um, so you need to be able to have those like buffer days. And even in this challenge that I'm doing, which is why I have all these crazy lists, uh, there's like makeup days built into it, which is so smart because if they didn't do that, I don't think anyone would be able to finish this challenge because it's so hard. It's so intense. I've already seen so many people that are like, this is my second try. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to do it the first time because I pre-did all this stuff. Um, let's just take a deep breath, right? Just take a breath with me. In, out, because I'm feeling all wound up. And that's another thing is I know myself. I know when I'm going to feel anxious. Uh, I kind of have to like anticipate what's going to happen a few days out if I don't want to have a panic attack. So when things happen that are not planned and I feel like I want to go cry, which 
was today. That was definitely today. I, I would be crying right now instead of doing this episode for you. But I, I try to adjust my schedule that I have, and I have a schedule for every day because that's how I am. I'm a planner. You know that about me. Uh, I, I switch the order of things so that I, the next thing that I'm doing after I've had a really stressful time or I've had a really stressful day is something that I really love. So I was planning to come down here and record a bunch of videos uh, for my story and my all of the things that I've been working on, which I'm so excited to get out to you um, on my projects. But I was like, that's going to be not my favorite thing. What should I do instead? And I was like, I'll go on Instagram. I'll go onto my podcast and talk to people whom I love and tell them how I deal with life when it gets me like this. And so as you can see, I'm not crying. I'm okay. Or if you can hear, I'm not, I don't have a cryy voice. All right. My throat's not choked up. Uh, did I have a really rough day? Yes. So instead of just diving into the thing that is not my favorite, I was like, okay, I need like a favorite buffer. So uh, another thing that I like to do that you might not know about me is that I like graphic design. So what I, <laughs> if I wasn't going to do this podcast, another thing I could have done is go make some art for the different projects that I've been working on, even though Almost all the art is finished. I'm really excited. The only artwork I have left to do is for the Writing 101 series, uh, which I'm doing like a more in-depth version as an offer if you go through the Write This Way course. So that's going to be pretty. So I probably would have dived into that. And you know yourself. You know what things make you feel nice and what things you kind of have to talk yourself into doing. And if you've had one of those unexpected life moments that tries to bust in and ruin your schedule, juggle your schedule, rearrange something. If you feel like you need to go cry, yeah, you should do that. My mom always uh, told me growing up, she's like, honey, just cry. You'll feel better. And I tell that to my kids. Uh, I tell that to Maria. <laughs> she tells that to me when I forget. Um, my mom will still say it to me. But if you know that I'm going to go cry for 20 minutes and I'll actually probably feel better and then I can get to work, fine. But if you know that like you just can't do anything anymore, you're going to go cry and just not come back to work. Yeah, that's okay too. Take a mental health afternoon or take a mental health day, but don't do it two days in a row because that's how you're telling your brain, it's okay for me not to work. It's okay for me not to write. And that's not a, that's not going to help you achieve your goals, which is actually a really positive thing. So you have to be careful to balance out these ideas and to understand who you are and what, what revitalizes you. Uh, I always talk about creative credits, and it's my theory that every day we are automatically given an amount, a set amount of creative credits, and we can do things during the day to drain those credits, and we can do things during the, the day to refresh those credits to a certain amount. Um, and if you're having a rough day, don't try to do something that is going to drain all your credits. The best way to deal with it is to do an activity that's going to recharge those credits so that you have more and you can get through the day. Uh, but if you're, if you're having a hard time and you can't seem to get any work done and it's days and days of this, that's when you reach out for support. Okay, so like managing expectations is one thing. We do our best right? We have a schedule. We try to follow it. 
And if we can't follow it, we have things we can swap around so that we can build up our creative credits. But when we're like legitimately depressed or anxious, that's when we reach out to our support people, the people who understand how draining it can be to be a creative person or to be someone who uh, struggles with anxiety or depression that can take us out of the house, take us for a walk, or just like uh, feed and cover us with a blanket, right? (laughs) I mean, do you ever need that? I definitely need that sometimes. And Travis is constantly covering me. He's like, hey, you want your quilt? And I'm like, yes. And it's a quilt that my grandmother made. So I absolutely, like, it just makes me feel better. All the quilts that I have for myself are ones that family members made for me. So they're very special to me. And Travis's quilt is one that I made when we were dating, engaged, just engaged, I want to say. So those are the things you can do when you're trying to manage expectations in the light of the fact that life happens and there are not things you can control. But there are things that you can control and you need to try to be on top of that. So I give you lots of tools uh, in the Expensive Words podcast on how to plan your writing project. And so you're going to look back at that and depend on it. And remember, you're not supposed to have two bad days in a row. So if you have a bad writing day, don't let yourself get to that place again. Talk to your accountability partner, uh, which we talk about uh, in several episodes on the Expensive Words podcast. But you just need to understand, like, when you're in a bad place, it's okay to be in that bad place, but don't stay there. Use the different things that we've talked about so that you can get to the point where you're not having two bad days in a row. And when life happens... Yeah, give yourself some grace. Understand that the way that you're feeling is valid. <laughs> like right now, for me, I'm like, those feelings are real because that situation was junky. It didn't feel good. Um, but also plan, make plans for those times when you need that extra help, when you need the the creative credits to increase and not decrease. And for your writing project, you need to figure out your best time for writing and then kind of guard that time if you can. Like right now, I can't guard my writing time Monday through Wednesday because my kids are home. And so the way that I manage that expectation that I'm not going to write my best on those days is that I get in my office early on Thursday and Friday and sometimes Saturday, and I have that awake creative credit morning time where I know I'm going to do my best work. So uh, we talk about that. Marie and I talk about that and write the perfect read, the fiction edition, if you're interested in that book, which is pretty awesome in my, you know, super unbiased opinion. I'm really glad that we've gone through this series together. I hope that it will help you next time you're feeling like you can't or that you need a refresher or that... (sighs) just need to breathe. (laughs) Give yourself some empathy and remember if a thought about yourself is not honest or kind, you throw it out. It is never too late to write the story of your heart. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. 
happy writing.